This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club, because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Bristol City 1, Swansea City 1. A point for City and a point that keeps them just in second slot. Although it's worth pointing out that only four points separate us in second and uh, the team currently occupying uh, 14th. Joining me this evening, as usual, is uh, Ian, Dave Fevs and Mark. We're going to go through uh, the action and uh, I'll begin by sort of coming to each of you. Let's just have a quick snapshot first from Ian. Just quick snapshot, your assessment on the, the 90 the ninety minutes action. Ian. I think it was a fair result in the end. I think I would have settled for a point uh, as soon as Swansea scored. Very surprised to see that Swansea only had two shots on target. Um, but I I haven't liked the Patterson Voidman midfield since we've done it. Even when we won games, I've said that, and we we need to change it so we're not as we're not just sloppy and giving the ball away in midfield like we did for Swansea's goal. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Dave, you did your usual analysis. Did uh, Swansea play as you expected them to? I think you said to me a few moments ago, they showed us a little bit of uh, respect by putting an extra man in the middle. Yeah, I uh, speculated that in my, my preview that they might come here and not play so expansive. And they did that by bringing in Fulton, who came into centre midfield for, for Jokeris. So they went with a kind of flat midfield three. And I think, you know, as we went in, you know, certainly into that second half, one nil down, that midfield three kind of stopped us really cutting through them. Not that we showed massive cutting intent today, um, but I think that was one of the reasons we found it hard to play through them. But ultimately, I think it was a one-all draw. Thought we built up a reasonable head of steam towards the end without creating too many chances. I think a draw was a fair result. Yeah, Mark, your thoughts, uh, brief initial thoughts on the game before we delve deeper. Um, well, it was a very close game again against another team that played three-five-two or a slight variation of it. And I was surprised that Swansea didn't have uh, more more possession. You know, they usually play five, you know, an average of five hundred passes a game. I thought the game was going to slip away from City again after Patterson conceded that sloppy pass, and it was in the net in, in two passes. But we stood up, and we got a bit of a fortuitous equaliser because of the bad foul by Roberts. And the big question for me is: Have you been booked already? Foul or not, penalty or not, the guy should have been sent off. And the yeah. only frustrating thing was after we had four forwards on the pitch, why didn't we get the ball into the box more? We were in some great positions and we didn't do that. Midfield, I agree with Ian, is a bit too open. I think we'll be forced into a change on Wednesday because of Feynman's injury. And I would play Tyreek Backington across Brunt, who passes the ball well. Very impressed with him. And it was only really, I thought that our defence played well. We didn't really affect their back three of Cabango, uh, Guayhi and Bennett at hardly at all in the second half, but we got a very hard-earned point in the end. 
and we've got to be patient and see it are a work in progress and it's our biggest test on Wednesday night let's see where we go definitely definitely okay so let's go back uh, going into the game well we knew that uh, Alfie Mawson was going to be out no date on that he's having a specialist look at that knee but uh, there were five changes out went as we say Mawson both uh, wing backs Hunt and Rowe Backinson given a rest and uh, Naki Wells left out in came Cessignon and uh, De Silva as the wing backs. Callas obviously in the starting lineup. Chris Brunt came into the middle in place of uh, Backinson, and then Semenyo given a start ahead of um, Naki Wells. Ian, that lineup. Any surprises in that lineup at all from your perspective? Uh, no, I, I, I think um, I, like I say, I've been saying for ages. I'd like to have seen a second midfield player in there, but I didn't think he was going to do it. Um, there is a way around it that you could you could have um, left a forward out and just played with one central striker and had the uh, had Patterson environment joining in, which gave you another player in midfield. We didn't do it. Um, the, the reason a lot of people saying, well, we had four strikers on there and we didn't get the ball in the box. Well, that's why because we yeah. didn't have anybody out wide to cross it. I mean, okay, we brought O'Dowd on and he was playing extra right back or he did, he in was, the end, yeah. Where wherever he was playing. Um, but if you haven't got the width and we, we didn't really utilize the width all game, um, you don't get enough crosses in. And yeah. if you don't get crosses in, you can have nine centre forwards playing. You you were not gonna you score any score. goals. Okay, let's uh, come to uh, to Dave on that lineup, and uh, it's interesting. Steve has uh, commented on text here, according to Holden. I guess it's pre-match. Don't expect to have Backinson, Walsh, or Williams available until after the next international break. But um, what what do you read in in into that, uh, Dave? And and indeed the the starting uh, the starting lineup or the the way the side shaped up. I guess I, I saw most of those changes coming. I thought we might see one of Patterson and Vyman left out, probably Patterson. I thought we might have gone Brunt alongside Backinson with, with Vyman in there. That's probably the only, the only difference I thought we might see against against Swansea today. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm just looking at Steve's notes there. Backinson, Warshaw, Williams. Does he mean Baker, Warshaw, Williams until after the next break? Is that right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah that okay. makes sense. That's fine, yeah, so... Yeah, I think it was a game where the, perhaps you know we, you know we we do need to freshen up. I've got no arguments with that at all. But I think that we almost lost a little bit of cohesion as a result of that. But although there were some good things as well, so it's it's kind of a bit of a mi- mi- mixed uh, bag for me today. Yeah. There were some good some good bits and some not so good bits. But you know, well, well, Backinson, okay. just interrupting. Sorry, Backinson was um, was on the bench. Yeah, yeah that's what so I'm unless he's. About. Unless he's fallen over in the dressing room or done something in the in in the in the warm down after the game, I can't see how he'd be missing. But you know, okay, I, I didn't I didn't hear the full interview, but um, no. we'll, we'll just have to see. So the what? other two, the other two, very worrying because how many games have we got before that international break? Four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. So and and Williams and Walsh were two weeks ago, six two weeks away, six weeks ago. So this yeah. is this is get this is getting tiresome. Let's go through uh, a little bit of the action. I mean, I, I didn't write very much uh, to begin with. I know we forced a couple of Ernie corners, and then on the half hour, Pato broke away, had a shot uh, saved. I then got on the half hour, AU had his shot saved after uh, uh, Chris Martin uh, error. Smith was booked. Uh, didn't notice Corey too much in that uh, game. Thirty-three minutes. Sessignon, good cross in. Uh, Chris Martin heading uh, just wide. 37 minutes, AU header hit the bar. And then 41 minutes, Brunt free kick. Taylor Moore, unlucky to see his uh, really good header parried away by the keeper. But more importantly, I'll come to you, Mark, on this. Just after that, uh, Taylor Moore header had been saved right on the stroke of halftime. Semenyo, not for the first time, got to the byline. I thought he should have had a penalty right at the end of the first half. Uh, yeah, he'd he... uh, stand there. And he, you know, with his back to the ball, I mean, there was a, a moment before that as well where he did a great move with uh, with Chris Martin down the left, almost like he did against Exeter. The other two will probably re- remember that. He played around the corner to Martin and he should have really run for his life into the area because Chris Martin played a good ball across. But yeah, he, he went past his man on the outside 
and he was forced out. I'd say, yeah, it might might be a soft one, but yeah, that could be that could be a penalty on VAR. It, it may have been a penalty, but you know, it's like in the championship, you get away with a lot and you lose a lot. You it, certainly it do. So even it, it even itself out. But I was impressed by him today. His first touch is great. Sometimes his second or third touch is quite a little bit heavy, but there's a good player in there, and he's twenty times the player that was there um, that was there at the beginning of last season or the, end of the previous season when he had his aberration against Derby. I'm I'm really impressed by him. He, no, he's, he's doing really well, and he does the hard work that Wells doesn't do. Although Wells is a much more accomplished finisher, it would be great if we could have <laughs> if we could have a hybrid of the two, wouldn't it? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't be playing for us if we did, though. Uh, That's true. <laughs> Dave, into the uh, into the second half, uh, the uh, goal that uh, well, you know, Swansea's the opening goal of the game on 50 minutes, uh, sloppy by Pato. Grimes and Robert, well, Grimes setting up Roberts and then him passing uh, to Lowe. Good angle drive. How did you see that goal, uh, Dave? Sloppy by Pato? It was because I thought we just worked the kind of little bit of pressure they put us on in that corner really well to get an out ball to Patterson, who just had to kind of get a soft touch around the corner. I think it was Vyman who was then going to kind of break break clear and he, and he knocked it too heavily behind him. And, of course, we were on the back foot from there. So it was kind of really disappointing from that point, point of view. And... Uh, you know, it's a, a very good finish from from Lowe. You know, I don't think there was a lot of the goal he could have put that into and, and beat Bentley. So, yeah, good. I mean, I thought the right was probably going to be on the wall from there, to, to be honest. Yeah. And about five minutes after that, Dave uh, Callas did a great tackle to Rob uh, Ayew, didn't he, when uh, he looked to be in a very good position. Yeah, really good, really good block. And I, I thought that was a feature of our defensive play the other night, that we didn't throw ourselves into challenge until... You know, the point that the shot came in. So we kind of stayed on our feet and Callas did exactly the same thing. He stayed on his feet. He shepherded it across goalie, you know, almost moving him towards another player so that I really didn't have a shot on when he hit the shot. But it was a, a really good a really good challenge. Yeah. Ian, I thought a couple of times in the first half, our two young central defenders were muscled off it a couple of times, yeah. And, you know, we, we talk about our two young defenders, uh, Viner and Taylor Moore. They're both 23. But uh, Swansea had two 20-year-olds alongside their more experienced man. But how, how do you think the two so-called youngsters in our team played defensively today. I thought I thought it was probably one of Viner's better games. Um, I, I certainly think he was better than um, Taylor Moore. Mm. Uh, if if I had to mark the defence, I thought that the only thing I'd mark <clears throat> Callas as well down on is distribution. I think there are far 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 too many sloppy passes and poor first touches. And not just from them. I'm talking players like Andy Vyman, Jamie Patterson, giving the ball away too much. Um, they're, they're not going to win it back because they they haven't got a great tackle in them. They might intercept the ball, which is what happened in the first half when Patterson created that great chance for himself. When he should have gone on, he should have took it further and he had time to get it back on his right foot and curl it in if he wanted to because the shot... The shot um, with his left foot, I mean, I could have saved that. Um, so I, I, I was disappointed in our players for that reason. There's too many people there with, you know, their first touch is a pass. And they yeah. should be better than that. I'm not expecting people to, you know, bring it down at shoulder height with a perfect first touch. Because like you said earlier, if they could do that, they wouldn't be playing for us. But I'm talking about a ball just going to somebody and it literally hitting their foot and bouncing a yard away. And you're not going to get that much time in the championship. And it is an unforgiving division, but we, we need to be at our best. And the last two games, we we've, really been, we've really been far from our best. And I'm only expecting the players to do what they're capable of. I don't, I'm not expecting and, uh, Andreas Weinman to turn into Kevin De Bruyne. I, no. I, you know, I don't expect it. But I do expect him to be able to trap the ball, shoot and pass it. <laughs> Mark, let's uh, come on to you. The substitutions, they sort of three of them happened in the space of, uh, I've got 12 minutes here. Uh, O'Dowda came on for Vyman. Vyman didn't want to go off. You know, I mean, some people would say, well, maybe we'll have to do without him, which might force that midfield two combo to be broken up. Then Sessignon, worryingly, sprinting, pulled up, 
Taylor Moore substituted, but that was really just to throw an extra man in attack. How did you see the um, substitutions yourself, Mark, the, the, the three of them? Well, yeah, I mean, Sessegnon looks like, I mean, it could be a bad hamstring. If, he, if he's torn it, then he's going to, poor lad's going to be out for months. And, and it, it, you know, hamstrings sometimes are, are they a case of, you know, not playing enough football or the muscle not being warm enough? I, I don't know, but and and, and Vyman, again, he, he wasn't challenged for for his uh, for his injury, so I thought, yeah, that did encourage, you know, that did it put the emphasis on on, on attack, but it was the free, I mean, it was the, the free kick that we won on in, halfway inside their half that uh, that got the penalty, and it was a bad mistensive mistake for Roberts to give that away, good cross, you know, cross into the box by Brunt, but. Although we had a lot of the ball and Swansea dropped behind the ball and we're trying, just trying to hit us on the counter attack, we just couldn't. I, even if just, we just put, pumped it into the box like we did against, against Middlesbrough and try and force a mistake, it just didn't just didn't happen. We had chances, but we were laboured uh, yeah. in our passing. Just it was just too laboured. But it was, yeah. it was still a, it was still a good point at the end of the day because we could have yeah. easily lost the game. So that yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah, Dave. Um, the penalty that we got—I say it was no uh, no worse than the one that Semenyo uh, didn't get. But um, do, do you think that was a definite penalty? And clearly, Naki Wells, the right man to uh, take take the spot, even though he'd only been on uh, a few moments. Yeah, um, if it was against us, I'd probably be moaning a bit. But I think you know, Semenyo have had a bit of a tussle, haven't they? And he's He's, he's run away from him and, and the guy's stuck his leg up, whether he's stuck his leg up intentionally or not, it doesn't matter, you know, yeah. and, and I think and I think the ref for lots and lots of awful decisions today actually gave the right one for that, you know, I'm sure Swansea fans will be, you know, saying it, it was an awful decision, but he's caught the bloke and Unintentionally, in my opinion, and, and it's a penalty. And yeah, I was and worried, use that I, word. Use that word there, unintentionally, because that's why it wasn't a second booking, yeah, really. And yeah, a second I, so, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that to Mark earlier, and then I think I was really worried that Fam was stood near the referee in the center, uh, the penalty spot, and I thought he was going to take it for me. The penalty taker's got to be Naki Wells. I think, I think Gigi missed his last penalty against Swansea, so uh, I was keen that it was Wells who took it. And he dispatched it pretty confidently. OK, so that was it. Seven minutes of uh, added time. And uh, whilst City did have all those forwards on, they huffed and puffed, but uh, didn't really uh, create anything. Neither did Swansea, for that matter. Let's go through these uh, match ratings. I'll shout mine out, and we'll do it through the sections of the team, beginning with the in goal. I gave Bentley a six. Anybody think he was worth more than that? Speak yeah, now. Seven, se- seven for me. I thought it very, seven. very accomplished display. Seven for me. Yeah. Fair enough. Across the back, and let's take the back five here. That's Sess, Viner, Callas, Moore, and De Silva. I've just gone across the board six because nobody was outstanding, but nobody dropped any ricks, really. Did, uh, did, did you see all of you agree with it from that point of view? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Viner between, between six and seven. Uh, maybe, but um, I think Ian was right about Callas's distribution. But he made yeah. some great tackles. One on the penalty, one on the penalty spot for to stop Ayu in the first That's half. Right. Well Talked about that. In, in the two. You're right. You're right. Yeah, he made two great tackles. Dave, but yeah, Dave, I, I agree. Yeah, Dave, your thoughts on that six across the board? Would you expect to no, see the silver putting a bit more in? You, I, I, you know, I, went, I went a bit. Dif- I went a bit different. In fairness. I, I thought Viner had a really good game today. I think there's you know, a couple of balls you could be critical of that he's kind of let bounce or let the, the guy uh, get a header in. But I thought he had a really decent game today. Um, I thought Callas gave us a load of assuredness in the playing as the central man, which is actually funny enough what I'd have done when he came on the other night rather than rather than pay more. And uh, you know, and, I, and that's not me saying that in hindsight. I think most people, you know, go on the forum would say. If you've got a defensive three of Viner, Callas, and Moore, I want my most experienced and my best defender in the middle. He's also my, mm-hmm. he's my, my security on it. And, you know, we might not have conceded the goal um, the, the other night as a result of that. So I, I thought Callas was a seven today. I thought he, he covered around the back. I'm really interested to see some of the stats on this because I didn't think he gave a ball away in the first half. And then he gave away two or three in about five minutes in the second half. And I'm thinking, that's the first time he's given a ball away today. I might be wrong on that. It's just the, the way I saw it. And I thought De Silva 
I'm having a bit of a debate on, on Twitter at the moment with someone saying it gives us no end product, and I, and I get that. But I think today was key to us keeping the ball. Yeah, it's no disrespect to Tommy Rose coming and done a really nice. good job, but I don't think we build those attacks like we did in the first half with that kind of triangle of Brunt, Semenyo, and De Silva. If we've got Tommy Rowe there, so I kind of whether it's a seven or not, I, I don't yeah. know. But, but a bit he, of variability thought, there. Yeah, so, so that, that's kind of my back five. I think it was our back five was was, was decent today. Yeah, I in, think I mean, just in, just just, sorry, go on, just go jumping on. in there. I think the problem the problem is I think more more. I think it does affect him when he has to play left side as centre back. He wasn't he wasn't as poor as he was against Coventry at times, but I mean he was robbed in the first half on the right side and a, a dangerous cross came over, but there was nobody in the box and we did give a couple of loose passes away. He's not yeah. quite as com- he's definitely not as comfortable there as he is playing central or on the right. He's right. right. He's right footed, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, I think okay. with those, th- those three, and I kind of said, you know, Moore has to be the kind of sacrificial lamb in, mm. in that as the one who has to play out the position. Mm. So I think if you play Callas there, you lose his ability to organise in the centre. Yeah, and obviously if they were fit, you'd have uh, Mawson and Baker who could both play on that left side and we wouldn't have the problems that we got at the moment. Moving into the middle, I've given uh, Chris Brunt a seven because for 36-year-old or however old he is, he managed to keep going for the whole 90 minutes. And look, I'm in the uh, Vyman-Pato no Vyman Pato combo no camp. I've given both of those fives today because you know they just they just don't, as GJ used to say, affect the game. Uh, anybody want to give Vyman and Pato more, Brunt less, guys? Uh, Ian first, just your, your view on that, that midfield. I'd, yeah, on Vyman and, and and Pato, I think Pato did one very very good thing when he got when he created that chance but with the interception and, and went past three players um and and did the really difficult bit and 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 then made a mess of the finish uh but no I wouldn't have a problem giving either on a five because I just don't think they they did enough to control the game in that midfield and when when you're playing in a narrow midfield you have to have an element of control and the same thing happened to Brunton that happens to Backinson, that he, they get isolated and they get caught trying to defend and doing doing the defensive work. In some ways, you don't want Pato back in our defensive third because he's a bit of a liability. You you want him up in our attacking third. And I think in trying to play in midfield, that neither of them really did that. They, they didn't defend well and they didn't attack well. So you have to ask the question, well, okay, then what did they really do well? Over the ninety minutes, I'm not talking about the odd, you know, the odd thing, because uh, we can all do that. But no, I, I think over the ninety minutes, I'd, I'd be happy, happy at that. I don't think Brunt was exceptional, but I think he was decent. I, I just don't know if he's got another ninety minutes in him for the um, the Bournemouth game. But yeah. at least I, we've got cover it cover in that position. Well, in I, don't, theory, I don't think he'll have. I don't think Brunt necessarily extended himself in there today I think it, you know but he is you know he's 36 so we'll, we'll see whether there are any kind of niggles up you know little muscles aching tomorrow, mm. to, tomorrow morning you know probably needs the ice bath Pat, Patterson was a real funny one for me today because I thought he did loads of good work in the first half closing down Dewey the, the left centre back so actually he was probably more effective in stopping Swansea playing out than being able to get on the ball himself or on the ball today he gave us absolutely nothing um, no. So I, you know, I think I, you know I'd be even tempted to go as low as a four, but I have kind of marked him back up a bit purely. For well, who's that for? For Patterson, purely yeah. on the stuff he did for the prep. Oh. He gave the ball away for the goal, so you know it, it wasn't a. Yeah, that's pass, a bit harsh so. for you, Dave. I okay. Up front, the idea was not to let Swansea play out, and I mean they did to us more or less, but not as effectively. What what Middlesbrough? Uh, sorry, we did to them. What Middlesbrough did to us, they we they did. stopped backing some passing it forward, and they stopped the two wing backs getting up the field by pushing wingers onto them. Did yeah. you think that then, as, as that first half went on, Brunt got into the game more and he got on the ball more yeah. in their in their half, even if it was just you know just into their half and started to dictate? And I, and I think that was the kind of encouraging sign for me that we we did finally get Brunt. Although I think Viner. Had a lot of ball in the first twenty minutes where he looked down the line for a Sessignon or looked into 
to, to Martin Patterson. And then he started to get his eyes open and look inside. Yeah. And he started finding easy passes to Brunt. He was finding good space. And then Brunt started to dictate a little yeah, bit. He did. That was he a real did. positive for me. It was. Let's go, let's go to the forwards. I mean, the two that started this time, the, uh, the some people are saying the loving with Chris Martin has ended a bit. Uh, I thought he did okay. He didn't look particularly mobile. Uh, today, I've I've given him a six. I was going to give him a five, but I marked him up to a six because he, he got on the end of that cross from Sessignon with a header that went just wide. But uh, a six for him. And Antoine Semenyo, I thought in the first half, you know, I thought he bullied them. His close ball control was better than I've seen it. It wasn't bouncing off him too much. Uh, he, he should have had a penalty at the end of the first half. He did win the penalty, uh, which gave us equalising uh, goal. Dave, an eight and a six from your uh, perspective, those two, Semenyo and Martin? I, I, I'm not sure I could go as far as an eight, but I probably, I gave a few sevens out of which Semenyo was the best seven, if that makes sense. I thought he, he did a load of really good work today. I think if, there was a couple of occasions, you think if he can just get that half a yard away, he's going to be flying. And, and it, it just didn't quite happen for him. But yeah, he got the penalty and he was, you know, he was my man of the match today, but only just. Yeah. No, I think, and, uh, I think Antoine, Antoine Semenyo needs games. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, t- to be honest, the one combination that we haven't tried is Wells and, uh, Wells and Semenyo. And it might be an idea to do that. I, I definitely rest Chris Martin to the bench against Bournemouth because I thought that was probably his worst game for us. And he wasn't brilliant against Borough. Um, yeah. uh, and I think he was uh, his first touch unusually for him. Normally, when you play the ball into him, he holds it up and links brilliantly. Mm. Um, but the last two games, he hasn't done that. Now, whether that's because we're playing at home and teams are sitting back a bit and it's more difficult, or or whether you know, we, I mean, every game he must get knocks because of the way he plays. So I would I would rest him to the bench, and if I didn't have to bring him on at Bournemouth. I wouldn't. So that he's then 100% fresh and available for a really difficult home game against yeah. Norwich. Because yeah. you know we, what we can't do is 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 pick up. You know, uh, I mean that especially if we don't win at Bournemouth, that becomes a bit of a must-win because otherwise well, we've got we've played three home games out of four and picked up three points from them. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's a difficult situation at the moment. And very quickly, Mark, your thoughts on the two forwards because I want to come on to the, you know, the midfield combo and the missing players, both the injured ones and the so say out of favour ones. But before we do that, Mark, uh, an eight and a six or a seven and a five for Semenyo? Yeah, Mark? say a se- seven for Semenyo, but very some very good touches. He, he, you know, he can spin on the ball, and if he can get away from his defender, like you know, like to see him take take some shots. Because he got into some great positions, and, and you know, I mean, I mean, uh, Martin. There was another. There was, there was another time where Paul was slung into the back post. He cushioned it down, and Vyman came onto it late with a defender, and he lashed it over the bar. I think we're, we're, that that's the one, the chance that you, you didn't mention in the first half. But otherwise, mm. he didn't really feature in that game. But it was Semenyo's work rate that impressed me. Where Wells doesn't work, seem to work so hard. Semenyo really did put himself about. And I think there's a fledgling relationship with uh, with uh, Martin there. I mean, they did they did form a little, quite an effective mm. partnership against Exeter. There was some good good move, movement there. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I maybe a time to rest Martin against Bournemouth. I think I play. I, I like I said. I definitely play back into and uh, and Brunt if he's fit because I think we got we got two dangerous players who can hit him on the well, break. That's he's... it. That's the interesting you say playing Backinson and Brunt because I can't see anything mm. on the forum about Backinson not being fit. And I would have thought today you could have dropped one of Vyman or Pato because people need to. We keep talking about relocation, but these two seem to be undroppable. And as somebody's put on here, uh, I don't know who London Bristolian is on the forum. He says, "I know the injuries cannot be helped, but with Masengo and Nash clearly out of favour, we seem to be in a weird situation where, despite having a huge range of midfield options, we suddenly seem to have a real shortage of midfield options." Yeah, I mean, D- Dave, it's it's we've this seems ridiculous. We come on to the absentees through injury, but you'd have thought a game like today, he could have said to Pato and Vyman, right, one of you is going to start, one of you is right out of it, bring Backinson on, and let's have what what's gone wrong with Naj and Masengo. We used to we used to berate Johnson for having players he didn't like, but you know these two 
surely they could be in, could have been in the 18, if not both one of them. Yeah, I, as I said at the start of this, Dave, I thought that we'd only play one of Patterson and Vyman today. I thought we'd play Brunt and Backinson in there. And I think, you know, assuming that that was a kind of Freudian slip in terms of saying Backinson instead of Baker mm. um, in, in the post-match interview, then I, I kind of fully expect Backinson to play alongside Brunt on the, on Wednesday Wednesday night. But Brunt's thing. just done 90 minutes. Now, OK, it's Wednesday rather than Tuesday. Brunt's just done 90. He's the sort of player that you want to bring on with half an hour to go if you're defending a lead. It would be great if we are in that situation. Rather than run him into the ground. And you could... You know, I don't think what, he runs what, a lot, Dave. No. He's pretty much on a, on a bungee run from the from the centre spot, isn't he? And he probably goes 15 yards either way. So and I, I, I'm sure he's covered plenty of kilometres today, but it'll be kilometres at, at jogging pace rather than intense yeah. running. And so... I, I, so, so why, I, not, I, I why, not, why not Nash? Why not Nash, who well, played two and two thirds games in the international break? There's, there's no questioning his fitness. You know, I mean, what the fittest what, guy there? On the, what, on the but beat, he uh, did. That's right. It was. I remember that. What? What's? I mean, Ian. What? Do, what do you think? We, never mind the, inj- the the injured ones. What is it mm-hmm. about these two that they don't even make the eighteen? Yeah, I mean, if we lose, let's say we lost at Bournemouth and then got a draw or lost against Norwich, as somebody said a moment ago, it's you're in a bit of a bad run. When are these guys going to get a run out? Or are they just, I don't like you, I don't like how you play, I'm not even going to consider you, Ian? Well, I mean, let's let's look at it in simple terms. We've paid over, we've paid £6.6 million for those two. Mm. So that points to poor recruitment. Um, and before this season started, we finished up with, and I say finished up with because it, it, wasn't a, it couldn't have been a plan, 19 players who could play across midfield. If you say there are, say there are four positions across midfield, there's, there's wide right, wide left, two in the middle. Just say that for the sake of argument. Now, some of them, like Rowan Viner, can play somewhere else, but a lot of them can. So we I, I think they'll both, well, they need to come back in because uh, we've got a squad of 28 players, three are on loan, and then we've now got six injured. That takes us down to 19, three of which are goalkeepers. So yeah. I, I think if, if they're not in the squad, I don't think you can make up a squad unless he brings in somebody like Taylor out the under-23s, and I don't think he will. Um, so if they have to play. I mean, we don't see what they're like in training. They might be sulking a bit. Um, you don't know. But... You have to use those as players. And if uh, Backinson isn't fit, um, then I, I would start, if, if Brunt is available, I would I would start with Naj and Brunt and I'd put Masengo on the bench. Um, because, and don't forget, Tommy Rowe can also play uh, in midfield and played a lot of games there for Doncaster. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and Tommy Rowe will put a footy. Uh, and I think Tommy Rowe, in fairness, has got a decent shot on him and can cross the ball and will score a few goals. Um, so we've got that option. The only place we haven't got an option is at the back three. Uh, and so unless, you know, people... But what about Backinson? Well, Backinson has been moved... Well, I, I don't know. I've never, I've, never, I've never seen him play that position in the championship game. I don't think he ever has. And he said... I think he's a good footballer. I think he could probably play there, but I don't know whether he's defender enough to play there because it's not just about you know jump up and head a ball or tackle somebody. It's about positional sense. So you've got him, you've got Tommy Rowe, we saw play left-side centre-back, albeit that was against Villa. Um, so I don't think you can judge too much on that. Um, and, and then you, you start looking around and thinking, is, is there somebody in the under-23s like Towler or Baldwin? that we can bring in. So we've got a real problem if one of our central defenders gets a knock. Uh, I think we've got enough cover in the other areas, particularly up front. So, and we, we just basically have to go with what we've, we have to go with what we've got. It's, it really is as simple as that. Yeah. Mark, what are your, uh, what are your uh, thoughts on the, you know, the, we've got this surfeit of midfield players, but they're not ones yeah. to collectively play in the, what appears to be uh, Dean's chosen formation. 
Well, you you think well. The reason that Masengo and Naj aren't playing is because they aren't they aren't physical enough. But then, of course, you've got Patterson and Vyman who, who can't who can't tackle. So I don't know what it is. I think Naj could could play in that central midfield. Not sure about Masengo. Got a bit overwhelmed with the box mm. midfield that Coventry played uh, in the in the first game, and it was only when Backinson came on that the game changed and we managed managed to get the win. But yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of options, and I think Tommy Rowe could could play in there, um, or or Adam Nash. I think Masengo is completely out, out of favour. Uh, I mean, I had half an eye on Casey Palmer until he got uh, until he got transferred out because obviously they were, uh, you well, know, they, they were uh, sort of yeah. they're separate with him. I mean, Dave, Dave, with with these midfielders, I mean, do, do we only get two hundred grand for Morel? Is that all we got for him? Anyway. Uh, I don't. I don't know how much it is. I, you know, speculation from some of the journos was that it was not two hundred thousand pound. It was, it was, it was more than that. And it, and it, and it wouldn't surprise me if it was. He's got a three or four year deal, and it's two hundred thousand pound a year in, in stage payments. So more like more like eight eight hundred thousand. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. The, the, the worry, the worry for me is what's happened to Naj. You know, he's. He's not even making the eighteen, is he? Masengo's been no. in the eighteen, and, and he, no. you know, he started at the start of the season as, as well. He was, Masengo was on the bench, was it game before last as well? Yeah. So, so, so today, just I know Dean has said that he will pick his subs, not just to cover positions, but to cover eventualities. And I guess today, in some some respects, the subs helped us get get mm-hmm. the point. But you know. I, if but I'm just, questioning, like yeah, I'm just questioning. Maybe you know, with I'm saying hindsight is a wonderful thing. You know, if we'd have got Masengo out on loan and hung on to Joe until the January window, and I say hung on to Joe, right? You know, Walsh and um, Williams not available until after the next international break. That is the thing that was said at the press conference. So that means they're not available until the 21st of. November, right. you know, did we get rid of the wrong player? Well, the wrong two players because we're without what would have been our two mainstays without injuries. I mean, Ian, in do, Morel's do, case, do, yeah, yeah. yeah do, I mean, do, I, do, I think you, you, but to be honest, Dave, someone, I think there's two reasons why Masengo didn't go out. Uh, one of them is a personal reason, and that's he's got his family moved over to Bristol. So I'm assuming that. They look after him, and he's more or less living at home, if you will, if he's got all his family with him. Yeah. Um, the second one is someone has to want him and be prepared to pay his wages. And they, you know, where is he going to go? The only place I could think he could have gone was was back to France. Or what um, about one of the other local southwest clubs? You know, a Cheltenham, a Plymouth, an Exeter, just to give um, him game time. Well, that might work, but but would they, you know, I don't know. He, he, I mean, we've signed him from Monaco for four and a half million quid. Now, you know, what kind of wages is he on? He's probably on pretty decent money. Would Plymouth even want to pay half that in a pandemic? And, and, a, and a salary is, cap as well. Is it, actually, yeah. He's under 21, so he, he probably wouldn't cost, cost anything is, in that respect. Is it, I mean, and is that the right type of football for him to play? No, not, not And get not. clogged? Um, um, so uh, it's a difficult one, but I'd rather have um, Masengo. I mean, I mean, what you've got in midfield with Patterson and Boyman is you have got goals. They will both score goals. True. Um, and but they can do that further up the field. Correct. So I, I'm just, you know, my my. But I'm really concerned about these injuries now because it, it looks a lot like. We 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 not known what we're doing with Walsh and Williams, mm. I, I, because Williams I heard Williams say out of his own mouth, I'll be available for the Barnsley game, and he, yeah. you're now telling me he's going to be out for another five weeks, three weeks, yeah, yeah, three or four weeks on top four of that. Easily. So you know I, the answer. My answer is I, I'd be comfortable seeing um, Naj next to uh, Brunt or. Uh, yeah. Backinson in the middle of midfield, and I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd actually I would play Pato, uh, but I'd play him as a ten behind two strikers, particularly away from home. I think he could be really effective, yeah. and he takes the set pieces. Yeah, Steve's made the comment here that he's never been convinced that Nagy's been happy in Bristol, mm-hmm. and if he's not on board, you can imagine Dean 
leaving him out. I mean, could Nagy have been palmed off to a European club in the window? Well, they'd open. have to want him. They'd have to want him, Dave, wouldn't they? Sorry, saying put palm him mm. off, but someone's got to want him, and they've got to come to us with, with a bid. I mean, I I don't know. The only thing I got annoyed with him last year when he when he went and played for home when he was injured. Now yeah. you might have, you know, Holden might be in the same camp as me, saying, "Well, if you think that little of the club, you know, we're not going to pick you." But you, you, it's got to the point now where. Is standing out like a sore thumb, and we've we've literally got to select him because you ain't got anybody else. No, no, that's true. Okay, so I think we've done this game to death. The final score one one. Uh, rolling on, we got an extra day's uh, break because the next match is on a Wednesday. Uh, Dave, Bournemouth. I watched their game against uh, Watford uh, uh, today, or bits of it, enough to see uh, Lloyd Kelly lucky to stay on the field with his uh, Kung Fu mm. kick on one of the Watford guys. <laughs> and they did get a deserved equaliser. As they say, what can we expect from Bournemouth? They're not a bad side, are they? Okay. So uh, what do you think it'll be like on Wednesday? Yeah, it'll be a tough game, I think. You know, I've started to have a little look at them over the last couple of couple of days of research. They, you know, they're, they're another team that's got high-flying wing-backs like Swansea had, although I thought we dealt with that quite well today. I think it might suit us being away from home against them on on Wednesday night. But they've got some quality. Um, just got Josh King came back into the side today. He was rumoured to be going for several million pounds to, to some Premier League teams. The, the person who's really impressed me um, for them is Solanke. Yeah. And he's probably not got probably not got the goals that he deserves, but he's more than happy just to kind of get that half a yard roll off his man and take a shot. And I think we've got to be really, really careful with that on, on the Wednesday night. And, you know, they've got good players like Billing in midfield, you know, probably cost 15 million or something like that from Huddersfield a couple of seasons ago. Gosling, who's a very underrated player at, at, at that level in, in the centre midfield, giving them a bit of experience. Lerma went off injured today, which could be a blessing. He's another really, really talented player. So I, I made a point on Twitter earlier that, I think what we're seeing with lots of teams is lots of muscle injuries from a shortened pre-season. Yeah. The international break, I think, came at a good time because I think those those little muscle injuries might have happened last Saturday rather than, you know, this set of weekends game. I think it's a real could be a real problem for yeah. for, for teams going forward. Yeah. We've had, we've got we've got a reasonable size squad in the main until all these injuries. Some some teams have got smaller squads than us. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Mark, um, any point would be uh, a great achievement at uh, Dean Court or wherever it's called these days, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Vitality Stadium and those other, other insurers are uh, are available uh, with yeah. little Daxons. Um Yeah, I mean they got Junior Stanislaus came on today, and this this guy they they got up front with Joskin Groenveld, this young uh, Dutch player. Uh, and I think they got players who, who were capable, you know, of scoring out of nothing. I remember seeing their opening game against. Against uh, Blackburn, they scored three goals, but they you know they still conceded two. So, I think they will give us they will give us a chance. But you know, with physical players like Chris Binnan in midfield for them, I think we're going to have to keep it tight, and it will be physical. Another another physical encounter, you know, and uh, and a tight little pigeon, a tight little pigeon is down exactly there well, it's uh, yeah. down there. Oh God, yeah, very small. Been there a few times. Would you concur, Ian, that a point at uh... Uh, the aforementioned stadium name is, is is a fantastic result, yeah? Yeah, I would. Um, I, I, I Once again, I, I mean, I think we're going to, we've been forced into changes. Um, so, I mean, the back three and the goalkeeper pick themselves. The wing backs are probably going to be, I'm guessing, De Silva and Hunt. Definitely yeah. Hunt. Um, then you, you've got three, in, I, I, I put two in midfield and put Pato in as a 10 and probably... Start with something like Jiju and Semenu up front. Um, I, I think you've definitely got to rest Chris Martin. I think yeah. your midfield two is is uh, if he's fit, Backinson and Brunt once again. If he's if they want to get him to do another ninety minutes, but I wouldn't be heartbroken to see um, Adam Nash in there. But I think we do need that solidity in the midfield. And I, I, in terms of Nash. He is good at interceptions and he is a he is a decent passable. He's not going to do wonder passes off the outside of his foot, but he can get forward and have a shot. And and if he's playing a through ball, 
he'll he'll play it accurately. And yeah. I think, you know, you like some somebody's just said, I think Steve said good opportunity to try Wells in Semenyo. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's a formation. I think we might need Fam for his a bit more physicality. Um, I know that he has one of his better games. Um but yeah, I think I think a point I'd I'd, I'd be uh, I'd take a point now and not play the game to be honest. Yeah, I think yeah. Well, when, when you where you got where you got Brunt and sorry to interrupt, he played when where Brunt will play in front of the back three or at the base in midfield a couple of times a day. He played a couple of weighted passes that were just short of Semenyo uh, going forward, and, and we're going to be on the defensive. I think quite a lot on uh, Wednesday night. I think that could, his passing could be vital for opening him opening him up on the uh, counter attack. It Definitely. could be. Well, let's hope he's yeah, got if, the he, if he's yeah. if if he yeah if, if if like Dave said if he if he's got the legs in him. But let you know, like I've made this point over and over again. I'll make it again. You know, can we please not kill all our our players by <laughs> Christmas like we normally do? Because I mean, I had Chris Honor. And Jeff Twentyman telling me the other night that, oh, well, Martin's got a start. He's got a play. So what, with the FA Cup games, what's he going to play? 51 games? Well, he yeah. did that after me. He tore, he tore me off a strip and then he, tore, he tried to tear three off you by, by trying to be devil's advocate, didn't he? Yeah, but I, I, I mean, my, my view is that if, if, you had, if I had Chris Martin in this room with me now and I said to him, do you reckon you, you'll be able to play... 50 odd games this season because that's what you're talking about with FA Cup games. Yeah. He'd say, Well, no, no, it's not sensible, and I don't think it is. No, I, so, I agree. You know, you agree uh, with that, Dave? You, you agree with that, Dave, as well? Yeah, yeah, no, I do. I, I actually listened back to I didn't, I didn't join radio or didn't listen to Radio Bristol until they were just finishing off a uh, slate in Ewan. So I, I actually listened back to it this morning. <laughs> And, you know, we, 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 could, we could have a joke about you and your insistence on 343. It took you all about five minutes to mention that to, to Ben. But I, but I actually did agree with your point on, on Chris Martin. On Chris Martin. I actually thought that Chris Honor's review of Chris Martin the other night was, was off because I didn't think Chris Martin had a very good game. The ball didn't stick. And I thought it was quite derogatory of him to then come on and say, Famara's got a trampoline touch. You know, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's the kind of comment an amateur like me would, would, would say. And I don't think a professional public should be saying those, those kind of things, if I'm, if I'm being honest. About a fellow professional, no. He, he needs, he needs to take think... that a leaf out of Gary Arrow's book. Gary, yeah, yeah, Gary's a lot yeah. more professional about these things, yeah. I think. The, the, the bit I wanted to add in, though, is, you know, if we, if we play Brunt in that kind of position and, and assume that he's still got the legs to get through, let's say, 75 minutes against Bournemouth on, on, on Wednesday, I actually think we get to see... Backinson as that slight more box to box midfielder that yeah. he can do as well. So we talk yeah. about you know maybe getting a bit isolated in terms of our midfield away from the front two, but actually it might be Backinson who's making those kind of what's, what's the kind of I can't remember what the term like those kind of languidy stride runs from midfield. Yeah. And we've not really had that for a, for a long, long. We've not time. had it since we've not had it since Elliot. I think back 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 into Bakinson. Yeah, I mean the culture. The purists would say he's like a a Patrick Vieira because he's got the physique, and other people might say he's a little bit like Carlton Palmer because he's got that slightly gangly approach. But if you put those two players together and you said that Bakinson, then he's got a good future in the game. There we go, guys. It's uh, it's time to uh, wrap up today. Hopefully, those that have listened have had better sound quality we're trying our best a lot of it might be down to the room where my internet is because i've actually sat in a different room in my uh, in my uh, tickenham towers where we're speaking from but um you know thank you for all Six foot your walls, Dave, is it? <laughs> thanks for all your contributions as usual just, just, uh, just one more game... thing go on just <laughs> yeah one more i was thing. uh i was it was i was really open that you know we, we'd have this to mention after the middlesbrough game but I was, you know, I was hoping, you know, we just think we get the Premier League next season. You will be playing the likes of Man United, and it was 42 years last Wednesday since Kevin Mabbott scored that. Kevin Mabbott so. hat trick, of course. Yeah, yes. 42, 42 years. Can you believe that? I know. So Ian, 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 would, Ian would be too young to remember that, wouldn't you, Ian? I would. Yeah, a closing a closing one from me. The next time we do a podcast, can we have a feature on um, contracts? Because there's an awful lot of contracts running out down there and, and you might say well if we're in the prem fine let them run down because we need better players but my if, if i had to bet my house either way i'd say we're not going to be in the prem <laughs> um and 
I'd, uh, I'd, you know, we need to make our minds up about about some players, and we've got five that could be considered pretty much automatic. They're certainly in the in the eighteen, if yeah. not automatic first team choices. And we've got five of them going out of contract. It cost us there you go. probably about 13, 14 million quid combined. So I'd like to if know. If you let them go without, yeah, if they go on free. Yeah. Dave, a final one from you. Any any thoughts that you'd like? Anything you want yeah, to I, discuss I, I, that, you know, is your your thing? Not, not you that think? I want to discuss, but I, I, you know, I think we saw today that Swans can come to Bristol and nick a couple of points or stop you winning a couple of points, but they can't break your arm. Yeah, no, that's very true. Right, <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> oh, there's one one more thing I thought. Oh just God, here thing. we go. Finally, I think Columbo. with <laughs> with Morton's probably long term injury, why not look see if there is anybody and there's no harm in looking to see if there's any unattached players. But you got to get him uh, up to fitness. Need... And Ryan Shotton was well, hanging around on the forum, but. You know, well, we did, oh, he's on the forum, was he? I wonder where no, he, he was. was on it. No, there was a, <laughs> his, his name. That's the only one that I can think of. And it was Mar- 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 the other guy. Who was yeah, but are they match fit? Are no, they no, match fit? none of them will be, will they? So they'll be. So, but you have to have somebody on the bench. As, as yeah. one of you yeah. guys said, we are a work in progress. We're second in the oh, league after me. seven games. <laughs> I think we were spoilt by winning the first four because if you'd have said under Dean Holden, was it th- for four, fourteen? Is it fourteen points we got? Yeah, fourteen yeah. points after seven games. We'd have taken that. You know, without any that's, shadow that's of a doubt, two point, that's two points again. It's two points again, and it's just that the last, <laughs> it's just that the last three games have been very poor performances. Mm. I have to say, in the four that we won, we weren't massively convincing, like you've seen some of the promoted sides. And goodness me, what the hell have Reading got in their tea, coffee, or whatever they drink down the end of the M4? Because they just keep going and going. Lads, that's it for Saturday night. Thanks for your uh, contributions. Don't think we'll be doing well Wednesday, but Sunday, uh, next Saturday, it's a 12.30 kickoff, so we'll probably do something about 3 o'clock or something like that. But guys, have a good evening. All right? Good luck, Daisy. Cheers all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.